Jimmy, um, obviously not having a chance to see the game, but we did see the score, saw the way it ended. Um, for the fans out there, obviously we've seen a lot of initial reactions, and it's not like, oh, wait, how great the defense was. But then the, the, the touchdowns didn't come. The quarterbacks obviously didn't perform as well as expected. Can you kind of give us some insight on, on how the offense did on Saturday? Well, it's a lot of assumptions right there, I guess, Chris. You don't know if we how many touchdowns we scored in that game. Uh, you don't know how many field goals were in that game. What we were excited was uh, we put them in a game situation, 7 o'clock at nighttime, sitting around the hotel all day long on a Saturday, just like we're going to have to do down in Berkeley on November 7th. Um, a lot of situations came up in the game, and uh, it was awesome watching the guys operate, and it was definitely awesome watching Peyton hit the game winner as time expired. All right, we'll go to Ruth, then Masvida, then Christian. Go ahead, Ruth. Yeah, Jimmy, I wondered, you know, now that we're a couple of weeks in here uh, and now we're going to start game planning, where do you think things are at in terms of some of the, the young freshmen, the true freshmen that came in, and have you gotten any idea yet of, of who we might see on the field on November 7th? Yeah, no, we have an extremely good idea of who, who that is going to be, and they continue to make plays – um, every single practice and then also in these in these games that we have set up. Um, our final game is tomorrow morning. Kickoff at 9 a.m. Again, you guys are not invited. I apologize. Uh, but we are going to have 9 a.m. kickoffs here in the Pac-12. And so our final preseason game number four kicks off tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. PST, a.m. We are excited. All right, we'll go to Masvida, followed by Christian. Go ahead, Mas. There we go. Hey, Coach, I'm just wondering, uh, what did you learn about your team? And I know you still got evaluation tomorrow and 10 days to the game. And was there any one special unit that really uh, made great strides in the preseason? Yeah, you know, it's, it's been awesome to watch. We've been working a lot of situational football, um, which, uh, you know, our coaching staff, we, we just truly believe in putting these guys in situations and letting them operate. And uh, a lot of situations have come up in the first three games. And uh, we, we've been able to operate. We, we work on one in practice, and then it comes up in the, in the, in the game, and, and uh, we've been able to do it and execute it. So that has been very, very uh, rewarding for our team and our coaching staff, that we're able to work on those situations, have them come alive in a, in a preseason game, and be able to execute. All right. Well, Christian and then Lauren. Go ahead, Christian. So are, are we to uh, take from your earlier statement that there were touchdowns scored on Saturday? I just said you don't know what happened on Saturday. Nobody was there. There was no, uh, there was no scorekeeper there, uh, but there could have been. I'm uh, just also curious, just kind of what your your assessment of the offense is generally so far. Now that you've you've seen it in an eleven on eleven setting and everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's a work in progress, just like our defense and our special teams. Um, thankfully, we've had all this time to uh, get our guys back here and. And, uh, you know, have the, the preseason before before training camp started. And now we definitely need this last week and a half before our first game. Uh, but all three phases, it's a work in progress, a lot of strides. And then we make some, some mistakes. And uh, there's going to be there's going to be mistakes on November 7th and beyond. But as long as we continue to get better and better and better every single day, we'll be on the right track. All right, we'll go to Lauren and then Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Jimmy, we saw the uh, highlight come out the other day of Asa Turner with three interceptions. What have you seen from him during camp? And can you give us an idea who has the best hands in the room this time? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a battle. Uh, that, that, that's a battle in that room. I believe uh, Mish Powell, uh, corner right here from O'Day High School, he's also up there in the lead somewhere. Um, I think he's got three or four interceptions uh, during training camp. But, yeah, Ace had a, had a big-time day. Uh, I think I mentioned last week I was very I'm, – I'm very proud of him for taking the young guys under – under his wing and he's, he's teaching those guys the techniques and the calls. And it was just a short time ago that uh, he had older guys taking him under, under their wing and teaching them our defense just last year. So it's pretty cool to watch uh, the progression in his, in his mental game. He's having a really good camp and we're expecting to have a really good season. All right, I'll go to Mike and then Dan Raley. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm wondering, you know, with the quarterbacks, have the reps been narrowed at all in terms of how those are being split? Are you any closer to a decision there? Yeah, you know, tomorrow is going to be a, a final, you know, dress rehearsal. Um, they will still get even reps uh, in, the, in our final game tomorrow. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully by the end of that game, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, make that progression towards however many guys we feel need to get some reps to get ready uh, for Cal. So tomorrow is a, it's a big day for not only our quarterbacks, but a lot of position groups and the guys know it. Uh, we're putting that pressure on them uh, to know they have to execute uh, under game like scenario. And so there should be some butterflies tonight, especially when we wake up tomorrow morning, uh, ready to go play our final game. All right. We'll go to Rayleigh and then uh, jo Josh Weinfuss. Go ahead, uh, Dan. So Jimmy is, is the quarterback battle still four guys going strong and also Secondary question, how's your new punter fared coming in? Yes, to your first question. And, yeah, I know you're talking about – I'm guessing you're talking about Tristan. Uh, Tristan and Race, uh, our, our two punters, have done an excellent job so far. You know, Tristan's a young guy uh, that's just getting used to, you know, how we do things. But he's definitely uh, – definitely has a strong leg. Uh, now he just sort of learned, has to learn the details of the technique and what we're trying to ask him to do in our, in our punting scheme but he's coming along very, very nice. All right, we'll go to Josh Weinfuss and then Adam Rittenberg. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Jimmy. I cover the Cardinals down here in Phoenix for ESPN, and I'm working on a piece about Buda Baker and the juxtaposition between his personality and his play. So I have two questions for you. The first was, was he that quiet um, of a guy in college? And then what's it like watching him be that quiet off the field and kind of have some of the hits that he, he's had over his career on the field? Yeah, I think um... – you know, Buddha quiet, I don't know. if I wouldn't say he's quiet. I think when he's around his coaches, when he's around his players, he has a big-time personality. Um, I'm guessing when he's around the media and strangers, uh, that probably does not come out. But definitely when he hits the football field in a game scenario or even in practice, his energy is contagious. And I'm sure you guys have felt that down there when you watch any of his videos uh, pregame or during the game uh, when he's making plays. His energy's always been contagious uh, in, in this building. Um, so I think, sadly, that's probably just in front of you guys and in front of, in front of strangers. But Buddha has a big-time personality. And extremely proud of him. He's, he's been fun to watch. Thanks. All right, we'll go to Adam Rittenberg from ESPN and followed by Bill Swartz. Go ahead, Adam. Hi, Jimmy. What, what type of teams are equipped to have the most success in your mind with such a short season and such an odd season as this one? And also just how the new play callers do you think factor in offensive play callers in, in your division, including obviously John with you guys? Yeah, um, I think, 
as always, I believe, even in this obviously abnormal year, I think if you can play solid defense, if you can play solid defense, that's going to keep you in the games. Um, and definitely if you can run the ball, you can run the ball on offense, play really good defense, you're, you're going you're gonna to stay in the game. And I think out here in the Pac-12, we have there's, – there's a handful of defenses that are returning a lot of starters with really good schemes. Uh, we're going to play some defense out here out west. And I think uh, the team uh, that plays the best defense will probably be in that Pac-12 championship game and probably holding that trophy um, at the end. And then, yeah, definitely new play callers are going to be interesting. On the opening weekend of Pac-12, there's a, there's a bunch um, on both sides of the ball for, for a lot of teams. And so, you know, a lot of people are going in there blind a little bit. It's, it's going to be – we're not sure uh, what we're going to see on offense or defense uh, for a bunch of opponents. And so it should be an interesting uh, opening weekend for the Pac-12. All right, we'll go to Bill Swartz. Go ahead, Bill. Good morning, Jimmy. Uh, last night in the World Series, we saw a controversial managing pitching change. I'm wondering, as a head football coach, if you had to make a quarterback change in a game, would it be based on analytics or gut feel or a combination of both? Well, that's easy. That's, that's going to be more, I wouldn't say gut feel, but more collective between me and the offensive staff uh, if, if we had to do something like that. Definitely wouldn't be analytics, uh, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything negative about anything that happened last night. Uh, because I'm sure there was a lot of thought and process and going whatever decision was made. Um, I know that's a, a hot issue right now. I will say this, my, my good friend Blake, I wish we all got to see him pitch uh, as many ins as possible because he was definitely, he was bef- definitely throwing it, um, and it and those guys were having a hard time hitting it. Um, but I don't know what goes into you know, their analytics. It obviously got them all the way to the, the top of the mountain of the World Series. Um, but definitely for us, um, it would be a collective decision between myself and our offensive staff. It would not be based on any analytics. Thank you. All right, our next uh, question will come from Josh, but I don't have a last name on Josh. If you can introduce yourself, go ahead, please. It's Josh Kirschenbaum. I'm back. Oh, got it. Okay, go ahead, Josh. Josh back. What's up, Josh? All right, how's it going? Uh, if you're simulating a 9 a.m. game tomorrow, do you guys have a wake-up time? Are you condensing warm-ups or any of that prep just because it's so early? We are. Great question, Josh. Yeah, we are. We're going to go through it tomorrow. And, you know, really, we're going to see how it goes. Uh, again, it's a it's a it's a obviously a, a fake game, a mock game. And this is the first time we've ever kicked off that early. And so we've definitely changed our schedule around. Uh, we actually moved some things even to Wednesday evening uh, leading to tonight, leading into tomorrow morning. Um, and we're going to see how it goes. Uh, we've we've gone through the schedule over and over and over. But now we get to play live here tomorrow and see what happens. And uh, then we'll write down our lessons learned from uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, and we'll change those uh, when we do um, have that 9 a.m. kickoff eventually in this season. All right, we'll go to Anthony, then Mike. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, Jimmy, you've been waiting your whole life to uh, be a head coach for a football game. Are you kind of just itching to get out there with 10 days to go to uh, just be the coach? You know, I'm just really excited for our team. I'm really excited for our team, our, our coaches, our staff, our players. Uh, this has obviously been a roller coaster year, and uh, they put a bunch of work in starting in January of 2020 when everything was normal. And then uh, here came all oh, these 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 dips and highs and lows and all all sorts of things going on. But these guys have uh, put a lot of work in uh, to prepare for this season, 
And I'm just excited for those guys to run out on the field and at first kickoff or kickoff return, whatever it is, and whoever's out there, offense, defense, and let those guys go play this game that they love and coach this game that they love. All right, we'll go to Mike Varell, then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, in terms of uh, the quarterback situation, I mean, do you know when you're going to have to tell that guy, you know, you're our starter next week? And also, have you contemplated whether you will announce it or just kind of keep that buttoned up going into the game? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously good question. I know everybody wants to know that. Uh, you know, this is an interesting scenario, I think, um, with so much uncertainty in terms of who the quarterback's going to be and all that. That does – that is an advantage for us going into a game uh, versus an opponent that doesn't know, you know, what our play calls are going to look like because we have a new offense coordinator and they don't know who the quarterback's going to be. And so it really doesn't do us any advantage to announce that uh, publicly. Um you know, the only thing that would be is, is have you guys write articles and, and then the Husky fans will be interested who it is. But that is, that's not going to help us win the game. And so, um, yeah, this, this game tomorrow is huge. All these games have been huge and uh, these preseason games that we've been playing. And uh, tomorrow is going to be a big one. And we'll see who separates themselves. And um, if, it, if it's clear as day, then internally we'll make a decision. If it's not, then we'll be prepared to, to play with multiple quarterbacks, like I had mentioned last week. And we'll just see how it goes. The film, the film is going to say what the film says, and uh, we'll find that out here in the next uh, 24 hours. All right. We've got a few more for Coach. Uh, Chris Fetters, go ahead. Then Dan Rayleigh, go ahead, Chris. Hey, Jimmy, just also curious, once this game is over tomorrow, what's the rest of your week look like heading into what would you know be a normal Monday heading into, you know, your preps for Cal? Yeah, we'll immediately, uh, you know, day after the game, we usually is definitely a lighter practice on Friday, but we're practicing every single day. Uh, definitely shift gears from training camp mode to Cal prep week and prepare for, or prepare for our first opponent. Uh, normally our day off is on Monday. Uh, that's our player's day off in a regular week. But, of course, uh, this is going to be election, election week, and we're going to take off Tuesday, November 3rd. And so we'll, we'll practice every single day except uh, Tuesday, November 3rd, and, and uh, get ready for the Cal Bears. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley, followed by Christian. Go ahead, Dan. Jimmy, you used the word hotel. Are, are you simulating that or actually staying in one? And a secondary question is, if you had to pick one today, who would be the biggest surprise uh, one player in your fall camp? Yes. Yeah, so uh, to answer your first question, we, we do this every single year, not just the, this year. But, uh, yeah, last week um, we stayed at our normal team hotel, uh, the, our home team hotel last week, last Friday night, before we played our preseason game number three uh, last Saturday. So that's typical, everything that we usually do. And then what was not typical is uh, we had to go through a bunch of new protocols, how we eat, how we're sitting, you know, who's staying with who. And we had a, we, it was a, it definitely an exhaustive uh, 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 approach to how we were going to get this thing off, keeping the coronavirus at bay. And, uh, you know, I got to thank, uh, you know, Tim Saha, Darren Nystrom, Deb Goldstein, our director of football operations, uh, Amanda Forche, my executive assistant. They just did an unbelievable job of just putting this thing together and, um, and we, and we pulled it off and uh, the guys, the guys did well with a new format. And so that'll be the format that we use on the road. And also when we stay in our team hotel here uh, for home games. So it was definitely a, a, a good thing that we did as a team. And then, you know, somebody that surprised me, I'm definitely not going to mention anybody new uh, 
or anybody that you guys uh, will, will write an article about and then our opponent will read about it. Uh, but I will just say I'm excited about Elijah Molden. He's made a bunch of plays, which is, which is typical. Um, I'm excited about Kate Otten. He's made a bunch of plays as well and been a great leader. Jackson Kirkland looks athletic and is really loving uh, the new offense and the new terminology. And also Keith Taylor, who's playing like a senior. So I'm excited about those four guys. All right, we'll take three more. Christian, then Tim Booth, then Kim. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, Jimmy, obviously coaches talk a lot about how you, you don't know the true character of a team maybe until they deal with a little bit of adversity during a season, a, a loss or something like that. I'm curious if, if that might also apply to the, the COVID-19 protocols you guys have in place that you know things don't go so well early or maybe a team loses a game or two here or there. Do you, do you think that maybe motivation might be an issue to, to adhere to those strictly considering what's already happened at some places around the country? Yeah, I think we've been through so much adversity already. We've learned a lot about ourselves um, in this last seven, eight months. Uh, we've had people that have had the virus, recovered, uh, had to quarantine. We've had guys that haven't had the virus but have been around the guys, and they've had to quarantine for three separate times, and that's three times 14 days. I mean, we've had a bunch of things go on, and it's not just us. This has gone on in a lot of teams and, and uh, workplaces across the country where we have found out about ourselves. Um, but definitely moving forward with football, for sure. I mean, this is going to be our first, um, obviously, real game. And uh, it's not all going to go perfect. There's going to be a turnover. There's going to be a big play by our opponent. How are we going to respond? And we will definitely find out um, here shortly. I do know this. Uh, we've put these guys through some hard situations in the weight room, in conditioning, in practice, and in our, in our games. So we are prepared. Uh, for hard things and prepared for difficult things that are going to come at us, and then we're going to have to be able to respond. All right, we'll go to Tim and then Kim and call it good. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Jimmy, uh, two things for you. You've obviously talked about being a, a proponent of the 9 a.m. games, and, and is doing the, the trial run tomorrow, is that just as a just-in-case, or do you have indications that you might actually get one scheduled? And then secondly, um, you obviously saw Dylan and Jacob last year on scout team and in other ways at, at quarterback. What have your impressions been of Kevin now that you've just seen him on the field for a few weeks now? Yep. So, okay. Now you got me on the court. The first question, I'm sorry, Tim. What was the first question again? About the 9 a.m. games. You, no, you the 9 a.m. games. I'm sorry. That you might actually have one. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I wish I knew our times. We don't know our times uh, until – I mean, we find out when you guys find out. Uh, so we just know one time right now, and that's 7.30, November 7th. Um, that's the only time that we know. Uh, but it was announced to us, to, our, to the whole Pac-12, that there's a possibility that there's going to be 9 a.m. games. And so for us, we're all about preparation around here and being prepared. Uh, we knew we were going to have a night game. That was why we had a, a 7 o'clock night game last Saturday. At some point, there was going to be a night game. And at some point, there's probably going to be a 9 a.m. game. And so we weren't just going to, you know, roll the dice thinking – we won't get scheduled for one. Um, and so we're, we're going to practice it. And if we have one, we're ready. If we don't have one, then we'll be ready for next year. But um, we, at this point, guys, we, we are grateful to be playing football. And we will never complain about any time we're playing football. Uh, we know how, how quickly this game could be snatched away from us. It was a short time ago. We didn't think we were playing any football in 2020. 
And for us to sit here and complain about any game time, that is not us. And that is not this team. That is definitely not our coaching staff. You just let us know when to play, where to go, and we'll be there to play. And then, uh, you know, to your question about the quarterbacks, uh, yeah, Kevin, he's done a fabulous job of coming here and fitting in for one. You know, here's a guy that's played on, you know, two other teams, uh, doesn't know these guys from anybody, and now, you know, he's meeting guys on Zoom screens and, you know, then finally eventually in person. He's done a fabulous job of fitting in. He's a, he's a great guy and he's a dog. Uh, but what you you guys have seen on his tapes from prior years, the guy can run and he can throw it and he's smart and he's played football. Uh, so he's made some definitely some veteran moves out there and because um, he's, he's been there and he's seen it. He's played college football. But I'm, I'm excited about him. Just I'm excited about those other three guys. We have talented guys. Now we just got to see who's going to be uh, the starting quarterback for the University of Washington here next week. All right, last one from Kim Grinnells. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Jimmy, with the um, release on social media a uh, few days back of the new uniforms, the black uniforms, were you, the players or staff, involved in the designing of those at all? Were they, um, you know, what's the reception of the players on those? Or are those going to be a regular part of the rotation, or are they just a one-off? Yeah, no, awesome question. I'm, I'm very excited about it, for one. Um, I think Adidas did an unbelievable job with it. I think it looks clean. The players are very excited about it. Um, every single year, Adidas is going to do one uniform for us. Uh, that's going to be different, and it's going to be different every single year. Um, I did not have a choice. This was already decided way before me, so they, they had already uh, uh, done this. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I think it looks, it looks uh, really slick. They did a really good job with all the, you know, the, the exterior stuff with the arms and the legs and the cleats. And as you guys know, our, our, we have a lot of tradition here at the University of Washington, and we will always wear our traditional uniform uh, for 99% of our games. Uh, but then we're going to let our players have fun with one game. Um, and so this year, I'm not sure which game it's going to be, but I, but I know our, our players will have fun with it and our fans will have fun with, uh, with, with this one uniform for, for this game.